Welcome to the Maven Sports Show. I'm your host, Haven Harrington. We got a studio full of main eventers here, starting with quadruple A, Rashawn Myers. What's up, my man? Yeah, I, I need more hype than that. It's football season. What's happening? It's football season, baby! Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. All right. Ill Will, the engineer. <laughs> Reverend Rail, the Imperial One. What's good? What's good? Another show, another day here. Let's go. My man, let's do this. First up, for all you good people out there watching the Main Event Sports Show right now, if you would like some Main Event swag like this, a t-shirt, if you will, or a Main Event hat of your choosing, it's simple. We'll give it to you for free. All you have to do is go subscribe to our YouTube channel, and once we reach 1,500 subscribers, we'll put two names out the hat, and you'll get your choice of a t-shirt or a hat. And the hats actually come with the logos on it. Yes, yes. This is just like a blame, <laughs> blank hat, but we actually put the main event logo on it, designed by my man Ill Will here. Thank you, thank you. Hey, man, props. Props. And speaking of props, man. he is. He, he can do it all. He can engineer, yeah, fix toilets, uh, clean the sewer system. Don't call me. <laughs> don't call me. He's doing don't it at me. What, what Tyler say? Don't at me. And Please. can MC. And he mimes on the weekend. <laughs> That's right. And break dances. Don't get catering. That's right, and caters. Don't forget he runs the 400 meters. <laughs> and he's a track star. Yeah, Rail has been digging into me. <laughs> he's been on day. it, man. No speedo. He has been digging into me. I know, right? But hey, first up, first topic of conversation, Clemson, Georgia. I'm telling I'm joking with you. No, it might be a better time. Everybody, everybody <laughs> switch. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> no, Maybelli, look, the start of college football season, I know last week we had a couple of kickoffs and some horrible games. Uh, Scott Frost, good to know you, bruh. Hope you enjoy the employment at the end of the season, if you make it that far. Jim Harbaugh, maybe join him if you can't beat Ohio State. Haven's man. Or you, get the, yeah, you know what? You're right. Haven's dude. You're right. I, I thought John Harbaugh and missed was going to do it. I, I thought he was going to do it. He had a pretty good NFL career. He's pretty good at Western. You know, I, I, I thought he had it, but man. I mean, you cannot be the coach of Michigan and then get... What's his dad coach Western? Whatever. He, he, he was there, Western. too. He, he, he was there. All the hardballs were there at one point. But, man, but, but, but you just can't... You just can't... Any chance you get to shit on Western, you just no. take that opportunity, right? <laughs> No, no, Western no. ain't got nothing to do with this conversation. You just had to pull them into it. Man, look, look, look. That's what the, that's what the hardballs kind of got there. That's the, that's the hardball pipeline. Yeah. We started at Western. Yeah, yeah, and they had true. Willie Tag right behind them. The, the hardball pipeline was Very right true. there. So I, I, I had to Western go pipes. Middle? Western Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Western Middle University? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Yo, you're talk three outside. Get busy. <laughs> <laughs> you're talk three's out there too. <laughs> Shit. You the only hey. person I know who then came with a kickstand. <laughs> Triple <what>? fight. <laughs> I told you I was real. This show I told y'all it was real. I told y'all it was real. Let's talk about what's most important, man. U of L. 
Ole the Miss. University of Louisville takes on Ole Miss. They do. I think Louisville is going to surprise a lot of people this weekend. Really? They in the nope. big they in the big <laughs> But I hope I hope that they come out and put on a show Listen. and exceed expectations. I, and I, I'm really hoping that. I think that, like we talked about uh, in the previous two uh, shows, that if they just come out and, and show up and, and give you know, Ole Miss a good game, I think the fans can walk away proud. And that's what I'm hoping to happen. Uh, you know, for, for me, I think that, you know, this, just as far as my, my first impression, Monday Night Football. You know, Monday Night Football has been an establishment for a long time. And Louisville's going to play the only Monday Night Football game in college of the year. So, I mean, the cachet that comes with playing on Monday night, you can't beat that. You're going to be the only game in town. That's it, baby. It's all you. Those all reds that they announced that they're going to wear, you know, 8 p.m., ESPN with the ace crew. This is an opportunity for Louisville to go out there, and if they put their best foot forward, this is the type of thing that can springboard you if you can come in, because Ole Miss is getting a lot of hype, you know, that their quarterback is being considered maybe the best quarterback in the SEC and one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, So, you know, when when you look at the opportunity to play a team that everybody's been hyping up and everybody's been talking about, um, Louisville's got an opportunity. They have a big opportunity, a huge opportunity to, to completely change the narrative of this program. You know, last year, things didn't quite go our way. We get that, you know, they went, uh, wasn't the best of seasons. It was the the best of times. It was just the worst of times. So forget it. It's just the worst of times. It was horrible. Uh, That's right. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, Scott Satterfield trying to go to USC Junior. Um, and then come back and denied it. Then his press conference said, you know what, if a North Carolina school calls me, I'm listening. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a good look. So now, I mean, so now has to, he has to rebuild all those bridges. And that's the biggest thing. You know, you talk about, you know, this game is, is a chance on national television to kind of to change the narrative. And, you know, for the, and as you said, you know, if they play well, that the fans get behind them. This game, to me, is also about Scott Satterfield is going to have to repair the burnt bridges that he burnt last year with the fan base. I talk to a lot of guys. I, I read a lot of... Uh, Twitter messages, I get emails and everything else. Fans are still mad at Scott for last year. They should be. I mean, going 3-9 is one thing. Lo- losing is one thing. We can kind of be like, all right, well, okay, we get it. Okay, it's COVID year. We, gotta, we can get losing. But we can't get having a horrible season and then try to jump shit. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, mean, but you know what? The only way he's going to do it is win it, right? That's it. Yes, win. Even still. You can try to repair all the burnt bridges you want to, but if you got kids on your team that are not trusting the process, following the program to the letter, willing to play their part, then there's no need. You're still going to end up with a dismal season if you do not have players that buy into the system that you are trying to implement. Well, I think that's a big part of where Scott Satterfield is a big culture guy. He was a big culture guy at... um, App State, uh, and that was something that I think really helped the turnaround the first year for Louisville, is that he believes in a lot of team building, he believes in a lot of bringing the players together, and building that brotherhood. And I think that, no seriously, because I I think that last year, last year with the shutdown, with them not being together, not being around their teammates, they couldn't even go into film rooms together. I think that that really hurt what Scott Satterfield has built his all his football success on. 
So that's why you think that hurt it. Oh, oh Sean, is that what? No, that I, I think that, <laughs> that <laughs> when you have a rebuttal to that, I, I just think that because that's such a big part of what he does and how he builds his team every year. When you lose the whole spring, you lose the whole summer. Well, and actually, Middleton got most of spring practice in before COVID shut him down. They got most of the two and a half weeks. They got most of the spring practice in, and then on top of that, Sean, there is a thing called Zoom. But it's not the same. It's not the same. It's, it's, but it's other not, teams but, built that uh, and, and while, but, and while well, I understand, but while I understand that and all of this uh, camaraderie, how does that reflect on you when, when you do what you did in response to that? I mean, that's, a, that's what, an what actual, type of brotherhood. That's and, an extra uh, question. That's oh, an extra question. question. No, I, you're trying to sell us a use a you, no, I, you know. I, I, I think that, that. No, well, the thing <laughs> that you have to look at is you got to see how this guy has built his and what's made him successful, and it's been. Complete buy-in, Rel. You talked about what it. What teams are we talking about? App his, State? his teams at App State and his first team at Louisville. Those teams believed without a doubt that that coaching staff they was did. willing you know to what? run through a wall for them. And that's how they played. That's how they went and won eight games that first okay. year. And with that being said, like I said, if Louisville does that, they will be able to have a good seven and five, maybe eight and four season. Negative. I agree. I mean, they, we'll may be, they, they may be able, but I'm going to tell you, Monday night's game will really determine the kind it's of season they have. Now, I'm not, again, like I said, I hope that these freshmen, these true freshmen that we have out on the field come out and, 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 and exceed expectations tremendously. They will have to in order for this season to be uh, what we want it to be. But, again, beyond the what we have on the front lines, that nobody is talking about is our depth. Okay, we got Cunningham. Who, who's his backup? Evan Conley. And, and what you know about him? Um, this would be his third year uh, with the team. He did play as a true freshman. And also played a couple games last year. He played pretty um, well as a true freshman. He's got, he's got some experience, uh, but he's not had a lot of time on the field. But he's, he's got, had more than most. We got this O-line and this D-line. We got true freshmen starting. So what does that say about our backups? Well, I mean, uh, well, actually, don't have any true freshmen in the in the first in the first line, but you do have a Ashton Gelati, who was a big, you know, one of the big talks of the summer and fall camp as a guy who um, was on the freaks list uh, for some of the things he was able to do in terms of his weightlifting. And he um, uh, he is he is in the in the two deep. He's um, not a true at, freshman. At defensive end. He is a true freshman. But he's not starting. But he's not starting. Okay. Um, because so, last week you said we had some older We had some redshirt freshmen. Well, you have some freshmen that will play. You have uh, Ramon Perrier, um, who's a redshirt freshman, who's actually been here three years because last year didn't count. So it's actually his third year in the program, but he's still listed as a redshirt freshman. Um, that will be starting at defensive end. Um, so, you know, we'll have to take a look and see how he does. He was, like I said, a former walk-on from Eastern. Um, but yes. from all accounts, he's been excellent. Um, all fall camp. So, you know, uh, I think that uh, Louisville's got some nice starters. Uh, they don't have any true freshmen that are actually starting in the 2D. Uh, they do have some true freshmen that are listed. Ben Perry is listed as the backup strong safety, who's a true freshman as well, um, as Josh Minkins, who, of course, played last year, but is still considered a freshman. Louisville has a lot of freshmen this year because, guys, Shout out to Mama you know, absolutely. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that Depth is going to be the question of, are these freshmen really ready to play? You know, the guys that are in that too deep. And that's been the whole talk. The whole talk has been depth on the defensive line is better. There's more talent there. You know, they said that they believe they have nine legit offensive linemen that can play. 
which is something that they haven't been, had since they've been here. When has this so we'll started see. being said? Because this is the first I'm hearing of any of this. Uh, well, you know, if you actually paid attention to the press conferences that they have, you know, yeah, throughout the summer. I don't. Well, I'm, I, that's why I'm advising you. So, yeah, yeah they've, been, they've been talking about it. They have. They have. They talk and about it all every year. They say. This yeah. Well, well, the, the the new offensive line. That's coach, why I don't listen to it. Well, I mean, you know, you, you have to break down something. I mean, people want to know what's going on with their football team. Well, so, so break, I'm gonna break you down. Well, yes, sir. It's good, time good. to pause. We gotta go to break. We gotta go to break. Yes, we do. Hey, yeah, so we, we got some bills to pay. Say, we'll be right back. We're gonna finish up talking about this UFO football talk, and we're gonna give you our thoughts on the MVPs on offense and defense. And we'll also, you know, maybe talk about a, a little UK as well, as well as some other no, big no, games no, that are no, coming no. up. Sorry. And welcome back to Mainville Sports Show. Like we promised before the break, let's continue with our U of L breakdown. Now, you know what? Will. I know you gave Louisville a lot of blues like right before the break, man. Oh, man. They kind of said right. that they were trash, a number of freshmen. They're going to be duty, you know. <laughs> Let's talk about Rondo going to the Lakers. Oh, my Let's God. not this talk about dude. Rondo going to the Lakers. The Lakers got Rondo. No geezers and Caesars. Nobody cares. Oh Carmelo, that's like, LeBron, that's Anthony like the, Davis, Trevor that's, Reza. That's like the Lord. oldest team in the NBA. That, that was a great team like and 10 years ago. Oh my God. That's what, though. They will not come out the West. We are going to still come out the West. Oh my no, gosh. you won't. Who is we? The Lakers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. No. They're still going to win the West. And you know what they're going to do? Lose. 90% of the team is going to retire. Both of these cats is from Virginia. So if y'all want to know why the, 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 the show turns sideways now, you are. You know what? I'm sorry, we're back to Louisville. Let's you do know, it. You know, it makes you back, feel better. Let's go back to no, hold Sally hold in the hold Valley. Hold that got it makes you feel better. We talk about some Virginia Tech. University of Virginia. We, we can talk about some Virginia Tech. No, let's get back you know, Virginia Tech has been good since Vic left. <laughs> <laughs> They've been suspect ever since. Wow. Let's get back to Louisville. Necessary. But it's so true. Okay. Ever since Beamer retired and Vic left. Ladies and gentlemen, I would I'm like to saying. I would yeah, like you yeah, all one, to Yeah, one or two Madam good Hazen. seasons. What's the over-under on Jesus. Louisville's output this week? Uh, uh, Louisville is a 10-point dog in the game. No, no, no. I'm talking about your opinion. Uh, like the spread, See, since you know so much about all these numbers and stuff. Well, I was going to I was going to save that to our pick segment at, at the end. At the end, with our okay. celebrity guest picker Leanne Harris, yeah. which will be on later. Yeah, save it. So, yeah, we, we can't we can't give everything. They are a ten point dog. The ten okay. point dog. That's so, okay though, so because who would you say will be the offensive MVP uh, for Louisville? I mean, for for me, it you know it's it's always easy to say uh, Malik Cunningham. Because he's the quarterback, he's going to be the guy who has the ball. He runs it, he throws it. But I'm actually going to say that the guy that Uh-oh. I expect to have a good, uh, a big time impact is Jalen Mitchell. I think that Jalen Mitchell is a different type of running back uh, than what Louisville had with Javian Hawkins. But I think because he is such a bruiser, and the fact that Louisville has so many running backs in the stable, they have Mitchell, they have Hassan Hall, uh, you know, they have Travion Cooley, uh, the freshman a four-star freshman, um, they're going to have fresh bodies that they can throw. And I think with a big physical back like Mitchell who goes 6'3", about 235, he's a, you know, he's a big boy that, you know, in the second half, if Louisville's able to continue to run downhill because Satterfield yeah. loves to run that football, I think he can be a monster in the second half of games. Okay, what say you, Will? About this coming weekend? About this coming Monday weekend, who's going to be the MVP in your pick uh, offensively? I would have to definitely go with Mikael Cunningham. Um, he has to be the MVP, is my attitude towards the game. 
in order for Louisville to see the type of success they're going to need to to put on an impressive game. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree with Will. I'm going to go with Malik because he's a trigger man. Uh, the wide receiver core comes in this year with some question marks. There's some guys on there you're kind of not sure what they what, you know, what they can and can't do. The two best wide receivers are now in the NFL. In the NFL right. So, you know, you kind of start knowing with the fresh crew, so it's kind of a question mark there. But everything kind of – this whole offense runs through Malik. If he can get – if he can run the ball himself pretty well. Or catch, just catch a rhythm is what is, I feel is yeah. going to be necessary. So for him to catch a rhythm yeah. for, the team, for the team to, to trust his instinct. You know, again, if they start to kind of fall apart and think, you know, it, it might get kind of ugly. But as long as he can, can, can maintain his composure – Catch a rhythm uh, that O line can block for him. Uh, I think I think they have a pretty good chance, but I think it's all going to come down. It's all going to fall on his shoulders, as it should. As it should. He's well, a quarterback. For me, the MVP is going to be the offensive line. All of them. They have four returning starters from last year's team. They have the transfer center from Virginia Tech. And no, you had to mention you know, him. These guys. <laughs> these guys, you know. They they all jail together well, so as we saw FDKY with it with it with it being that way, I feel like as long as they're able to protect Malik and open holes for a running back game by committee, not just one single running back, it's going to be a committee of running backs for Louisville that they're going to have to use in order to slow this game down because we're talking Ole Miss, a fast-paced team that likes to spread you out and get the ball around. You know what I'm saying? So. If they can do that and keep Curl and that offense off of the field, Louisville has a good chance. Looks like Brian Gumble over there, man. Look oh, at yeah. you breaking hey, it down. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sitting there walk through. Reverend Rail, folks. Man, Brian Gumble just came just came hard. I love it. I love it. Hey, what, are you, what, what do you think? Father Brian Gumble. I mean, Malik. You, you guys will took Malik. You're just going to just. And, and, and you know what? And, and I agree what with you. What about any of the wide receivers? Are any of the wide receivers stand out? You know what? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. So. When I, when, I, when I look at the death chart, and I look at who we have, um, since I, I can't choose Malik, I, I think it's going to be him. I'm going to have to go with uh, Braden Smith as wide receiver. I like that. I mean, he played very well last year, even though he didn't get a lot of targets, but the targets he did get, he was very effective on down the field, very effective stretching the field. He's a big, tall wide receiver. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with, uh, with, with Braden Smith as, as the breakout guy number two. Justin Marshall, another big, tall, physical, fast wide receiver. So who do you feel is going to be the dark horse on offense? The dark horse on offense. Uh, that's kind of hard to say. Since he's not quote-unquote starting, I'm going to say Asan Hall is going to surprise people. People have been waiting for it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Asan Hall. before David Hawkins went crazy. You know, before he just became sudden, just exploded on the scene. Um, so I think, and plus he can punt return too. So he has that dual that dual role. Game is going to be Louisville's uh, special teams. Um, I think they're going to come up or have to. Uh, again, a lot of this is just based on what I feel ha needs to happen. Uh, Louisville's special teams, I feel like, is going to have to make some very uh, important plays to change the, the trajectory of the game uh, at, at, at very needed times. I think that's what we're going to be. Uh, what's going to be necessary, and we need a lot of. From a lot of people, everybody's going to have to be ready to go on Monday night. Uh, as far as my dark horse, um, I, I looked at a couple of the small, fast guys. Um, I was kind of bouncing between true freshman Amari Huggins-Bruce, who came in with a lot of accolades, 
But I'm actually going to go with the guy that got all the hype in the summertime, and that's Tyler Harrell. He's a guy who's been around the program for several years, years came in uh, with a, more of a reputation as a great track athlete, a guy who was a track, has track speed. He apparently, supposedly, ran a close to uh, 42040. Um, at the uh, spring camp, you know, for, I heard for some some people said four one nine. I'm, I gotta see that to to believe that. But people have talked about Tyler Harrell. They've they talked about him all camp. They said he's a guy who can take the top off the defense, but can he catch? As a Raiders fan, we used to have a guy named James Jet. No, dude a, was on the four by one hundred relay team. As a Raiders could fan, could not catch a cold. You guys had nothing but like <laughs> super fast dudes couldn't catch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, James Jet was one of the fastest dudes ever. He literally, for his career, had like about four touchdowns. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, if Tyler can catch the ball, maybe he can make some things happen. For me, personally, I feel like it's going to be a lot of check downs that's going to need to be done okay. in this game to get the ball out of Cunningham's hand fast. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a guy like Marshawn Ford that's a good one. may Man. show up. Well, breaking, breaking it down. And be a real, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a real force. Coming across that middle, you know, this is a guy that switched from the halfback position to the tight end position and still plays a little halfback, so he can catch and he's used to the system. So we're gonna see what the sophomore can do, but I really think it'll be him. Ballard High School product. Just there you uh, go. I guess reiterate reiterate my point. Um, I think a lot uh, is gonna fall back, as I've said already, on the special teams to keep us into the game with field goals and things, taking advantage of every opportunity we have put points on the board. You know they have a 26-year-old freshman punter. Well, look. 26 years old as a freshman. To to continue with my point, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But to continue with my point, how well they do, because assuming that they're going to have, you know, know, a a lot of turnover uh, uh, punts, you know, field position. Field position shoot. It's going to be all these things, and it's going to be a game of chess. Yes. In order mm. to keep Louisville in that game, that's why I think special teams is going to matter. So it's going to matter so much. Our special teams. I agree. Now, to flip it to the defensive side for the MVP and dark horse for the defensive side, I do want to say that I think a huge key in this game, like where everybody's talking about what Ole Miss does passing the ball, they lost Elijah Moore, the second pick in the second round of the NFL draft. This dude accounted for 85% of their reception. Okay, he was their offense. He was almost like their version of Devontae Parker. For, for you know, the people like, yeah, yeah. How, how good Parker was for Louisville. When you lose a guy like that, it can take a little while before somebody else steps into that when you have such a great talent that's now gone to the NFL. I think that Louisville is going to have to stop the run. Like to me, while yes, Ole Miss does a lot through the air, they're going to lean on their running game early. So I feel Louisville should sell out, stop the run, make those wide receivers have to step up. And that's why my defensive MVP um, is actually a split between C.J. Avery uh, and Monty Montgomery. Those two linebackers, if they can put the pressure on that running game, get those tackles, keep Ole Miss from being able to move the chains with those easy run yards. They led the, uh, the SEC in yards per carry and first downs via run last year. So mm. I think that would be huge. For me? I'm going to go red shirt junior, Malik Clark, the nose tackle. Because when you play the type of defense that Louisville plays, normally like a 3-4 defense, that guy in the middle who's, who's supposed to take care of that A-gap because Ole Miss loves to run the ball. That's you. And you have to be able to stop the run. All it comes to the guys up front. The guys up front can't stop the run or if they can't get personal quarterback. He has too much time to throw. I don't care how good your safeties are. 
I don't care how good your linebackers are, somebody's getting open. All right. Well, for me, I'm going to go with the guy next to Clark, Yaya Deeby. Yaya Deeby is going to be the difference maker on defense. Really? He's going to be the difference maker. They're talking about, about he could be possibly uh, first-team All-ACC. Uh, uh, they said he's going to be first-team All-ACC, and they predicted that he would have at least – 11 and a half sacks this season. That's going too far. It starts Monday. That's going too far. But you know what? Let's do this. Yes. Enough of this UofL talk. Yes. We need to talk about the best team in the state of Kentucky. Well, uh, hold on. Pause. Pause. pause we got 26 pause. seconds. I can't pause too much. Oh, we got 26 seconds? Yeah. We'll get to them after. That's what I was, I was, I was hyping them up. No, we don't, don't hype them. Five to the break. Hype, hype. We don't talk to the best <laughs> team in the state of Kentucky. Boo. Yo, UK Wildcats. <laughs> C A T S, cats, 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 cats. Hey, you're listening to the Plug Network, made of sports show. Like Stay that. plugged in. And welcome back to Made of Sports Show. I'm your host, Haven Harrington. Rashawn Myers. Big ups to Brooklyn. Ill Will. What's happening? Reverend Rail, the Imperial one himself. What's going on? And for all people out there listening, man, if you like what we do here at the Main Event Sports Show and you want to support us, go to our website, www.maineventsports101.com, and click on Become a Patron. For $3 a month, man, you can make sure we keep on going, get hire more writers for the website. We can really keep this thing moving and take it to the next level, but we need your help. So go to our website and become a patron. That's how you do it. Hey, that's it. And I got teased before the break. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the Stoops Troops, the greatest offensive line in the SEC. Your UK Wildcats playing at the greatness that is Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky, in front of the thousands and thousands and maybe tens of thousands of fans that would rush the stadium to watch them take on the greatness that is the University of Louisiana Monroe, Southeast. Raging Cajun. The greatness. Yes. The greatness. The greatness that is the Sun Belt's finest. They said if you bring your Kroger Press card to the field, you can get 2% off your ticket price. Right. Hey. Well, and I need to like be about 50% off. And don't forget all the hot game. dogs you can get in the press card. You have all the hot dogs you can eat in the press box mm. and popcorn. I mean, but it's, it's no contest. It's not like UK's playing anybody. I was just being funny. No, University of Kentucky, outside of Louisville, has one of the worst um, non-conference schedules in all of college football. Like, literally. It's like 112. I think they, they rated the, the non-conference schedules. UK's is like the worst. I don't even want to talk about it. Hey, but you it. know what? Enjoy those pansies while you can now. So if you're, if you're a UK fan, enjoy the season. You know, enjoy beating some of these horrible non-conference teams. Because... I know it's supposed to be like 2023, 2024 when uh, Texas and Oklahoma officially joined the yes. SEC. But if I was a betting man, I'm going to say next year they'll probably be in the conference ready to go. And then they'll be going to possibly a 10-game SEC schedule. Yes. And it's going to get a lot tougher because you're going to have to play. Oklahoma's going to be in your conference on your side or it's going to be Texas. Hopefully it's Texas because Texas isn't all that good. If it's Oklahoma, guaranteed out. 
Yeah, so for the the debut of Will Levis, the new quarterback at Louisville that had the guns down. <laughs> no, I mean Kentucky. Uh, or excuse me, Kentucky. Uh, the new Kentucky quarterback, he had the little guns down, little emoji or whatever in his picture. Um, yeah, it should be a, a pretty easy go of it. Kentucky's going to win. has three pretty much gimme guarantee non-conference games, UL Monroe being the first of which. So not much to do with it. Yeah, it's not much. And, you know, with these type of games, you're really not going to learn – too much about your team, really. Um, only thing I would be concerned if I'm a UK fan, I'm watching this game, but the offensive line does not completely dominate, they may be a little worried. Other than that, I really won't worry about too much. It's almost like a preseason game. I really don't expect to see UK do a whole lot. Let's just line up and run and run over. Yeah, that's, that's what it should be. Run the ball. Yeah. Kavassier Smoke, the best name in the SEC. Yes, he has the best name in, in, all, in all of football. <laughs> give, give, give him the ball. Kavassier Smoke is the best name in all of football. Uh, now, the coldest is the best. The, 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 I, don't, I don't, can't remember. The young man's first name is literally the coldest. He's from Memphis. And his first of name is the coldest. Of course he's from Memphis. I think it's like the coldest Williams. No, no. I believe but see, but Kavassier like, Smoke's the that's best. That's outstanding. That's your first and last <laughs> name. True. Kavassier Smoke. You can't True. get better than that. You can't, you can't get better at all. And that tells you everything you need to know about his mom. True, true. I probably should have said that on television. But that's too late for all you out there in the atmosphere. Kavase Smoke, you're my man. I love your name. I want to Kavase Smoke jersey. That's hilarious. Now that he's had his little UK rant or whatever, let's uh, say you guys. You talking about Virginia Tech now? Uh, I mean, Virginia Tech's going to win that game. We're not worried about that. We're going to beat North Carolina <laughs> and keep it pushing. I thought you was a Carolina fan, though. For college basketball, sir. Okay. He's one of those people that breaks it down. A hybrid the fan. By sport. Yeah, by the, sport. The best teams in every sport. It's like, I mean, know. when I started liking North Carolina, we weren't the best team. In Cowboys the fan, Lakers this? fan. We were really getting Alabama football fan. Michael left. We were getting our heads <laughs> over. So. But I'm a Cowboys fan that hard. It doesn't even matter. Man. All those years that we've been struggling, I'm Long still suffering. a Cowboys fan. Fair. I'm proud Nothing's of you, man. Nothing's going to change for me. My teams have been <laughs> my team since I was a little kid and still going to be. <laughs> Haven, let me ask you something. Is there any the national suck this year. Is there any national no. college football <laughs> headlines or thoughts? I know you had an opportunity to talk with one of the, the well-known, well-versed college football writers. Oh yeah, I had a chance this uh, this Wednesday. I actually want to have that uh, that sound for you guys next week. Mm -hmm. We have up here in my interview with uh, Matt Zimick of uh, TrojanWire.com. He's the editor. He also yeah. used to write for CollegeFootballNews.com. Man, I write about a hundred articles a week on college football. Super well-versed. Very, very good. I mean, he has some great insights. We have like a lot of conversation covering the Pac-12 and what you know. What does the alliance mean? You know, you had the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 alliance. And what does that mean for the Pac-12? And I was like, so is the Pac-12 going to expand? Like, what teams are they going to go after? Because that's that's the that's the big thing. And he was like, eh, it's not going to happen. The Pac-12 is not going to add any teams because for them, it's all about do you fit? Are you a cultural fit? And they look down at everybody else because apparently. The rumor was Tennessee and Oklahoma approached the Pac-12 first. And the Pac-12 kind of looked down on Texas and Oklahoma because it didn't fit the profile of the rest of the Pac-12, so they wouldn't be bothered with them. The Pac-12, if, if Texas and Oklahoma would have said they wanted to go to the Pac-12, best believe they would be in the Pac-12 tomorrow. I'm just saying. That's what, that's <laughs> that the, sounds good. But, it's like, that's like the, when the girl shoots you down, you'd be like, I won't go with her anyway. But they also that's, what, out, that's what that but is. But they also try to have conversations with BYU, which is another great fit. You know, BYU's like Notre Dame, national following, you know, and everything else. But BYU, they don't play anything on Sunday. And at Pac-12's like, if you can't play games on Sunday, then we can't make this work. 
And I did it, just like Chick-fil-A. We, we, we ain't playing on Sundays, period. In the story. Uh, we talked about they need to fire Helton, the coach of uh, the USC, because, you know, I, that's the marquee program. I don't know how you can't win at USC. That, that, that's somebody can't win in Florida. Just, I mean, look, look at Florida. That's true. I mean, Will Muschamp, God bless his soul, couldn't win with Florida talent. I mean, how can you not win with Florida talent? It's like, how can you not win in Miami? Like, you don't have to recruit anything but Miami. You can literally recruit like three high schools in Miami and put together at least a top 25 hey, recruiting but you class know what? every Mi- year. Miami's going to have a chance uh, to start the season off right. They're taking on number one Alabama. Ah, you call that a chance. They're going to have a – well, Miami, <laughs> Miami <laughs> as the number four – well, this is the craziest stat for me of the week. And with this, this, this game will be a part of our pick segment at the end. Um, but – Miami is a 29-point dog. Let me check because that may have actually been updated. Uh, Miami is a, excuse me, a 19, I said 29, 19-and-a-half. They're almost a 20-point underdog as the number 14 team in the country to Alabama, bringing in a brand-new quarterback that has never played a game. That is amazing to me. Because, you know, Alabama's going to be, I mean, it's Alabama. It's, it's a machine. Unbelievable. It's like Clemson. It's a machine. It doesn't matter. You just plug the next guy you plug the next five-star player in there and just keep it going. And that's what they do. You plug the next guy so in there. So is it, is, it pretty, is it Alabama's championship? Or are they the favorites? It's Alabama and Clemson, like every year. I mean, they, both of these teams are breaking in. Mac Jones is now the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Horrible decision by the Patriots, by the way, letting Cam go to have a completely untested quarterback take the helm. Or but I digress. Do for him either. Still better than a rookie quarterback. Yeah. That's just a horrible decision. But uh, Mac Jones is now starting in the NFL, um, and also Trevor Lawrence for the Cle- uh, Cle- uh, Clemson Jacksonville Tigers is now with Jack- the starter for yeah. the Je- for Jacksonville. So you have these two teams both breaking in new quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. They're they're the best two teams. It doesn't matter. They will just plug in a running back, that, and they'll run the ball, and then they'll do enough check downs. You got wide receivers from God. I mean, look look at look at Alabama's wide receiver core that passed like four or five years. Listen. It's like all NFL first rounders. Like I'm going to every last one. Saying. It's a, it's a machine. The, the Eric King and the Miami Hurricanes are going to give Alabama all they can handle tonight. That new boy is going to be tested with that Miami defense. You know what? They I got, would love to see they that. They got to go after it philosophy where they're going to rush that ball so they're going to see if he's good under pressure. See, that's the thing. Nick Saban has always been good with his offensive line, but if his offensive line can't hold up against these guys who's coming in there on that bull rush, Oh, he's going to fold like lines. And it's the first game, right? Like, you're talking about guys that you don't have a preseason in college football, and you're talking about brand-new quarterbacks that have never played having to come out and play good teams. Yeah, but you Immediately, know Immediately. Like, that I doesn't matter. I would never bet against Nick Saban. There's, there's coaches that you, you just don't bet against, and Nick Saban's one of them. Yeah, I agree. Y'all, you put all your money all in on Nick. And you have all NFL players at the first and second string. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. That's not hurt. It's like Clemson. They had one picture uh, that they showed of uh, uh, Alabama practice from, I believe it was a couple years ago, where you had like Jalen Waddle, uh, uh, what, Dante Smith, um, Rig, Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, yeah. Yeah, and NFL, um, yeah. Jerry Judy. All in one picture. It's like, yeah, it like all these dudes. Like three years ago. Jeez. Like, that's just, just, put all your chips in. That's insane. All those guys went like the top ten of the yeah, NFL draft. Yeah. Alabama had all those dudes. Hey, this one, I, I don't feel like Miami's going to win, but I feel like they're going to give them a better chance. I think for the first two the quarters, I think for the first half, Miami will give them a, a, a good run for the money. But for me, it all comes down to 
Nick Saban is a no, master of it. It's not that. Miami, to be good. Now don't give don't, don't give your pick. We gotta save that. I don't give a pick. I'm gonna say this: for Miami to be good, like Miami fans want them to be, you gotta go back to what Miami used to do. Mm-hmm. You gotta be the you. You got. Hey, you, been looking you, for. You gotta be that Miami from like the, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be that man from that, 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 That's who you are. Haven, you this man, the U and the air raid. Haven, he's waiting on him to come back. At Sports on Twitter, had the nerve on Twitter. We had a Twitter argument this week. He said that Miami has never gotten back since the 80s, and I'm like, bruh, they won a national championship in 2000. How are you gonna say they ain't been back? I'm just saying though, they need that swag. He wants that Benny and Brian Blaze stuff. Back. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's what they need. They need Luke Campbell and his well, dancers on the sideline. Right. Yes, that's what they need. <laughs> that's Miami is Miami. I mean, that's what they were Miami. That's what they were dominated. With. So let me when the guys try to be clean, so what happens when they fall? So you want these college players back to watch his, watch his script? You want Jerry Curls back to that? No, that's going too far. <laughs> Not even going that's too when the college players was using cocaine. Have they stopped? Not on the low, on the high. I mean, have they stopped? That's I'm the question. High. Extremely high. Have they stopped? Hey, look, that's why Michael Irvin's hey. not allowed in any more uh, hurricane games. Hey, you, you're listening to. Away. Hey, y'all are listening to the Made of His Sports Show. We'll be back on the Plug Network. They plugged in. And welcome back into the Vayner Men's Sports Show. This is uh, your co-host, Rashawn Myers, being joined is by my esteemed oh, colleague. I just want to say one thing before we go to interview. I'm one of Haven's minions. I do not condone the use of cocaine by college athletes. <laughs> <laughs> not on the Only on the low. <laughs> on the low. <laughs> Thank you, Haven. There ain't no problem. <laughs> right, so I'm going to put a disclaimer out there, but in all seriousness, we're just joking around. Honestly, for the you to get back to the U, don't be afraid to be the bad boys of college football. Just embrace it. He wants it back. You can't bring back them good old days. Those no, you gone. can't. No, that's gone. That's long gone. Long, long gone forever. But you know, hopefully for Fuente can put a. a but maybe can bring the skinny on. jeans version back. But whatever that is, I, I don't wow. know. I don't Not know. Jeans, Moving please. on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we we are about to be joined by our esteemed friend of the main event sports show and one of the great contributors um, to our, our great writing side of the main event sports show. Uh, Miss Lee Ann Herring is going to be joining us on the line. She is our celebrity guest picker. Um, she is a big time avid follower and writer of the Ole Miss Rebels. She does awesome work for them as well as the NFL. And uh, the SEC Network. She and, does it all. And the SEC Network. And she's also going to be our first celebrity guest picker of the season. Uh, Leanne, how are you doing? Good. It's good to be back with uh, with my main event sports family. I appreciate you having me on. I don't know if I'm quite celebrity status. Y'all are too kind, but I appreciate the nod. You're absolutely a celebrity, Leanne. I, I, forever and for always. So we definitely You're appreciate Miss Kentucky. You How can you not be a celebrity? Yeah, come on now. <laughs> well, I said y'all are too kind. Y'all are like family to me. It's good to be back, as I say, in the old neighborhood. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get down to it. So Leanne, you're like the perfect guest for us to have for week one. Of course, uh, Louisville taking on your Rebels. Um, just kind of talk about 
What are the biggest storylines or what are the biggest things are, that are the question marks, strengths and weaknesses kind of Ole Miss as we get ready for this game on Monday night? Well, you have two really solid QBs in Malik Cunningham, one of the best QBs in the conference of the ACC. And then, of course, on the SEC side of the thing, you have Matt Corral, undoubtedly one of the best quarterbacks. You know, already Heisman talked for him, what he, the numbers that he put up last season. So you got really two productive quarterbacks that are really going to need both of their defensive uh, front lines and also their backfields to really step up for them to really produce and be productive. So we'll talk about Louisville's uh, quarterback, Malik Cunningham. Last year, 109 completions on 304 attempts for 2,617 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 inter, you know interceptions. On the opposite of the side, you have Matt Corral miss in 2020 against all SEC schedule. He managed to become the fourth quarterback in SEC history to lead the nation in total offense per game, joining you know Pat Sullivan, Johnny Manziel, who went on to win the Heisman, and Rex Grossman, putting up 231 yards, uh, 231. Uh, for, uh, you know, completions on 326 attempts, 337 yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Both these quarterbacks really productive. Even though they were really productive last season, uh, the QBs both struggled on taking care of the ball, per se. You know, and a lot of Corral's turnovers, which is constantly brought up, were, you know, those 13 of them were in three games. And going back to Malik Cunningham, like I said, he's really a truly dual-threat quarterback, and he's going to give the Rebels a lot of trouble, especially on the defensive end of things. You know, since I was on the radio with you guys, the, the defense for Ole Miss has been the Achilles heel for this team. Finally, they got Kiffin, they have Partridge, they're trying to rebuild, but the defense is really going to have to step up to stop Malik Cunningham. Even though he doesn't push the ball down the field a lot, he makes plays with his arm and his leg. Like I said, a real true dual-threat quarter, dual quarterback. And he's also the leading return rusher, which you guys know. You know, his rushing numbers last season, 131 carries for 609 per yard, on the ground for 4.6 per yard, seven touchdowns. I mean, those are impressive numbers. So he really is productive. And he likes to run the ball about 11 times, we know, and he looks to, you know, you know scramble and everything. So like I said, he's really going to create a lot of chaos. And this is really where the Ole Miss defense is going to have to step up. And I said, like, the storyline is going to be about two elite quarterbacks uh, trying to be productive, but it's going to come down to the defensive front and the defensive backfield for both of these. Um, when the when Louisville gets in gets in that red zone, Ole Miss defense is going to have to be careful and going to have to keep a damn tight shift, if, as I like to say, because they don't want Malik Cunningham to run off with it, and they don't also want to have two of the Louisville Cardinals' top targets. You see, Cunningham doesn't have a lot of top targets, but he does have two solid top top targets and wide receiver Braden Smith, who was, didn't have a super productive uh, season last year with just 27 receptions in 11 games. But, you know, he's had a lot of time in this offseason, and he can get – but he's very lethal through the air with Malik Cunningham. And then also another big name that you're going to watch out for is tight end Marshawn Ford at 6'2", 240. He's not a typical down-the-field player for, for the Cardinals, but in the red zone, again, he's a really threat player. 10 games, 25 receptions for 309 yards. So I really look for Malik Cunningham. If he's not running off with the ball, trying to scramble up that Ole Miss defense, he's definitely going to take those two top targets. Um, like I said, it's going to come down to defense. And as you guys know, Louisville's also a team that struggle with their defense. I have to say probably, and I don't know if you all agree, uh, their best player on defense right now, Monty Montgomery, 5'11", 225 linebacker, had some great numbers, 46 tackles, 7.5 you know, for lost, 4 sacks four sacks and interception. 
but the, like again on that Louisville defense, and you guys have talked about it, uh, you know, several shows. There's not a lot of size on that D line, and with the kind of offense that Kiffin and Coach Levy run, and with Matt Corral in the in the arsenal, not that they just have it wide receivers, but more importantly, the old Miss uh, running backs that we're going to hear a lot about, and in, in, in uh, Ely, Snoop, and Parrish, they're going to have a fieldy on that ground if Louisville defense doesn't step up. And another weakness, um, you know, when Corral takes it to the air is the matchup size because Louisville has a lot of undersized corners. Um, they're two starting corners. They're nickel and dime guys. They're listed about 5'10". I think Chandler Jones, Control Clark, Jamal Stark, Freddie Vance, all at 5'10". So that's going to be, they're really going to have to make a, they're really going to have to make a difference in their protection and stuff and their size. Like I said, going against those Ole Miss wide receivers and those running backs, but in particular, on the Ole Miss side of the ball at offense, Mingo at 6'2", Saunders at 6'0", Drummond at 6'0", as well, six foot, and then with uh, John Rice Plumley in the mix. So there's a lot of factors, but like I said, it's going to come down, I think, mostly to the to the defense. Who who can really get their quarterback to be productive and make big stops? And as much as both of the as much as as um, elite quarterback as Matt Corral is, um, he can only be productive if he can stop his defense. But, you know, if we want to look at the betting angle, the opening line was at 7.5 and the fa- favoring the Rebels. The line's now at about 9.5. I expect that probably to jump to 10.5. But I think it's, at the end of the day, as long as Ole Miss um, allows Matt Corral to take care of the ball and doesn't give up any explosive plays to Cunningham, because if he lets Cunningham get loose or, or he gets able to get into his, you know, two top targets on the air, on the ground, I think the Rebels are going to take this away with at least a two-touchdown game. So that, so I think, you know, like I said, two really productive quarterbacks, but it's going to come down to whose defense can make the stops. And I think at the end of the day, um, as much struggle as the Ole Miss Rebels have had, uh, the defense is going to step up and they're going to be able to uh, take this. I don't think it's going to be a shutout game like everyone's thinking. Uh, Louisville has a strong footing. I just think that Ole Miss Rebels, with what they're coming into, especially Atlanta, that's more of a home crowd for the Rebels versus versus Louisville. I think that that's going to be a strong point in this game. And I do have one question before I let, I'll let you uh, hop in there, Haven, or, or any of the other fellows. I did want to ask um, just about the wide receiver core. With losing Elijah Moore, 85% of the receptions, you know, he was by far the bell cow for the offense through the air. They went to him early and often, a lot like Louisville used to with Devontae Parker. Um, is there any concern with the wide receivers there? Who are kind of the guys that we need to look out for that are going to kind of step up and be the new favorite targets uh, for Ole Miss? Well, you're going to see a lot of, as far as the, as the receiving core I mentioned, um, they're your big guys. It's Mingo, Sanders, and Drummond. They're going to be a lot. You're going to see a lot of them as far as the wide receiver backfield. We're going to see them a lot. And John Rice Plumley, you know, he was doing some stuff, but now they're going to move him into the slot receiver slot position. So that's going to be really interesting to see. He's going to be a new, uh, you know, playmaker. That's where they didn't have him this season. So they're going to be working with those four guys at wide receiver. But I think what we're going to see a lot that we didn't see um, as much last year is um, Levy and Kiffin really, really, really incorporating the running backs, especially Jaron Ely. If you haven't seen that boy's numbers, also plays baseball for the Rebels. He's a very top one of our best running backs. Not only are we going to expect him, you know, to um, run with the ball, and we're going to see a lot of, with him with the passing game as well. So we can expect that Ely, um, Snoop Connor, and um, Henry Parrish to be really, really big assets. So I think now they're going to move to the shift of not putting so much in Corral, but really going to those wide receiver cores because they got a lot of size on there. And like I said, um, 
really, really using their running backs with Jaron Ely and then Snoop and, and Parrish in there. So they're going to really try to um, put the pedal to the metal. And even though I hate to quote Texas, it's going to be all, ga- all gas, no breaks for this, for this lane kiff and defense, uh, offense. Breakdown right there, man. I'm telling you, I'm ready to put some money on Ole Miss. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Hey, but we, you know, we, we have we have our picks. Um, everybody's going to go through and give their picks um, for the week uh, for for this week one. We have five games that we're picking from: Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, Miami, Notre Dame at FSU, of course, uh, UK, UL, Monroe, and U of L, Ole Miss. Um, I will go first um, just to get mine through. I think that. Um, Georgia Clemson, I do like Georgia in that matchup. I think Clemson breaking in, breaking in a new quarterback. Um, I got to go with the dogs. I think the dogs get it done um, probably 24-17, something really? like that. Really? You're going with yeah. Georgia? Alabama, I'm taking Georgia. Alabama, Next. Miami. Um, give me Bama. They're just too talented. I think Alabama wins that game. Maybe about, not by 19, probably two touchdowns, okay. 28-14. How about you do the first um, two and then the rest of us take turns? Because we ain't going to have enough time. No, 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 Notre Dame, Florida State. Uh, give me Florida State at home in an upset. I think they, they knock off uh, Notre Dame. Uh, UK beats UL Monroe by a billion. And um, I think Louisville gets close, but I think uh, Ole Miss does win uh, 45-42. Uh, Ole Miss. 40, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to deviate from, from this whole discussion here. Your first game, Georgia-Clemson. Yes. I'm going with Clemson. I'm going to tell you why. Yes, Clemson has a new quarterback, but he played last year against Notre Dame and played very well. Georgia's been set by injuries, all sorts of injuries. So all the wide receivers are out. They got some defensive linemen out. You cannot come to game hobbled and beat Clemson. Give me Clemson. Nice. And we will see you all next week. No, no it's too soon, man. But I got five minutes to go on the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish the picks after this break. You are watching main event sports. No, it's not breaking. We're we're, no, we're, we're, no we're, we're, we're rolling through to end of the show, man. That's it. We're going to roll on through to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're All right, so we're good. So Alabama, Miami. Oh, yeah, give me Bama by 15. Easy. I, th- I think Miami keeps it close. And that's it. They'll keep it close to halftime. Alabama's too much. Notre Dame, FSU. I want to say FSU. I, I really want Mike Norvell to have like a, a, a good run at FSU. I want to see FSU come back. I think the, SC, the ACC needs that other bellwether team outside of Clemson. And it has to be either Miami, FSU, Notre Dame. I've never been a fan of Notre Dame football. I've always thought they've kind of been pretenders. I think this game is actually going to be a little bit closer than people think. Um, but I think for the first game of the season, with going a lot of controversy, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of quarterback turnover at FSU the offseason, um, FSU never said. I wasn't saying Notre Dame. Now I'm going to FSU and upset, even though they probably lose because it's FSU. UK, U of L Monroe, yeah, whatever. UK, by a lot. U of L Ole Miss, I think Louisville keeps it close. I think they score a lot of points. I don't, I don't think it's a 10-point game. I, I think Louisville keeps within seven. I think Ole Miss is deeper. They get it done. Well, I'm going to go. Clemson has a lot of holes in their defense as well. So I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to take Georgia in that game. Um, I got two upset picks in this situation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I feel Miami's going to upset Alabama. What? I feel they're going to upset Alabama. You ain't got no money. 
Notre Dame. I'll find some for that game, for that bet. Notre Dame and FSU, I'm saying FSU is going to take that. UK should walk over you, you Louisiana Monroe. And I said U of L gives Ole Miss that upset. Right. My man, Leanne. I like it. Leanne, what you got? Awesome. No, really good, really, really, really good things. Um, so Clemson, UGA, as much as I want to go with my SEC team and those dogs, I just think that JT Daniels, even though he's a strong quarterback, I think he hasn't gone up against a lot of elite defenses. And I know there's a lot of hole on Clemson, but I think that, uh, you know, GJ comes in strong as the Clemson QB, even though he's young. I think he does really well on the road, the numbers he put up against the Irish. So I'm going to go with Clemson uh, for Clemson um, by a touchdown uh, against UGA. Uh, let's see, Alabama versus Miami. You know, Miami, uh, Manny Diaz doing a heck of a job, especially on the recruiting trail. Miami might be back next season. Um, but I think they ju there's just no matchup against Alabama, especially at the linebackers. Alabama's bringing some good linebackers, almost matching those 1990s games, you know, the ones led by Beryl, Jesse Armstead, and Darren Smith. Uh, um, and, you know, De'Aaron King's cut recovering from an ACL, and they might put in, you know, Tyler Van Dyke. I think there's just too many holes for Miami. I got Bama, uh, you know, Winning that game, I'm going to go with Bama on that one. Notre Dame, FSU. Notre Dame's, you know, trying to replace their all-time leader quarterback with the Wisconsin track, uh, transfer, Jack Cohen. Cohen's a really good game manager, but I think at the end of the day, you know, they're going to, they're just, there's too much of a mismatch, and I'm going to go with FSU um, for the upset. I just think that it's an emotional game. Um, you know, this at Campbell Stadium is going to be real juiced up, especially, you know, playing for Bowden. You know, being his first game since his passing, I'm hearing that they're going to use Mackenzie Milton a lot. Uh, you know, the majority of the reps, um, it's going to be Jordan Travis because he's a healthier option. So I think there's just there's a lot of uh, things that FSU is going to be able to gel a lot better to the game. And I think Notre Dame, as good as they are, I just think that they don't have a lot uh, to go with. And I'm going to I'm going to pick up FSU for that for that for that game. Uh, UK over Louisiana Monroe. I'm going to go with UK. Go Cats. And then for the last one, um, I, I agree with Haven. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to production. But I'm going to pick the Rebels by a, by a touchdown on that one. I don't think it's going to be a far-blown-out game. There it is. Well, I'm going to go with Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, UK, Ole Miss. And I uh, can almost guarantee that I will probably have the best picks out of all of you. <laughs> we'll come back this time next week. Okay, there we go. Because Stone Cold said Because so. I said it. Yeah, I've never had the pleasure of meeting you in person, but awesome. it's been a pleasure uh, having you on the show. Uh, you provided quite a bit of insight well, and, uh, you know, your, your knowledge. Thank you. Well, you guys are always, you're always a good show. It's always a good show to watch. I was trying, I was trying not to, to laugh at because, like I said, you guys have some of the most inter best entertaining sports show. And, you know, everybody should listen, listen to y'all. Y'all have a, you know, great sports show. I'm glad to be back on it and hope to be riding some more for y'all and bringing you some NFL insight. And it's going to be – I'm glad college football is back. Thank you so thank much, Leah. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Tune in to Maven Sports Show next week, Plug Network, 7 p.m. And without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. Peace. Stay plugged in.